The Magic Mike Show. Where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com. What's up, everybody? I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. And this is the Magic Mike Show, episode 488, Mr. Samich. Delmar Huzzah! There we go. Ah, we're still going. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of a show. Uh, that's kind of how I felt at the end of uh, handicapping this, because that last race at Del Mar, uh, it, it almost makes you miss the Saratoga <laughs> finale, where it's like, here's a bunch of New York bred maiden claimers. These are just, these are horses that are really bad and nobody wants them. <laughs> yeah, it's not uh, the most impressive field ever. In the last race here at Del Mar, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's $16,000, $14,000 N2X claimers going five and a half furlongs. The five and a half furlongs also kind of gives it away that these probably are not wonderful horses. Yeah. The, 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 I mean, like over under three of them actually making it through that in a, in a time that looks, you know, like a Bob Baffert workout versus an actual race time. Michael Olson wants to know, where is Colonial? Well, Michael Olson. It's on the YouTube channel. That's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm. I refuse to do the Arlington Million brought to you by Churchill Downs from Colonial. I'm. I just. I'm. I, I totally anti that whole race because of like I love Arlington and the fact that we shut down Arlington just to go to Churchill where we can't run on the turf is not. I can't do it. Not willing to do it. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's. I mean, I suggested it and you vehemently denied it, but. Uh... You know, if you want those previews, you can go to racingdudes.com and youtube.com slash racing news because Aaron Halchman stepped in covering us with the grade one Arlington and the grade one Beverly D, the latter a win and you're in for the Philly and Mare turf. Also, the grade two secretariat drew a bunch of nice horses, several of them that were originally in the Hall of Fame stakes last week at Saratoga, and then they kind of screwed that pooch wow. up. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, interesting to see them jump up. Uh, it was funny. I was looking at the Hall of Fame earlier today. I'm like, wait a second. There were different horses in here when they drew it <laughs> a week ago. And yes, there are very different horses in there because, like you said, uh, the race is over at Colonial. So we'll check out Colonial as well. Uh, the interesting sequence here because uh, a couple horses that I do not like that are favorites here that we'll talk about. A couple bombs I like in the two-year-old race, which was an uh, interesting one. And then we have an interesting turf stakes here as well. Where I think it's kind of wide open. Yeah, the uh, the yellow ribbon handicap. No, uh, uh, no Bodicita in this race. She used to win this race all the time. She's not in this race anymore. She's retired. So that'll be interesting. One amount of sixteenth out of the turf shoe. But it's the Del Mar late pick five on Saturday, August twelfth. Let's get into it, buddy. Rise up. Here we go. Kicking things off for the Del Mar Lake Pick 5 Saturday, August 12th. Race 6, the Grade 3 Sorrento Stakes. Eight two-year-old Philly sprinting six furlongs on the dirt. The local prep for the Grade 1 Del Mar debutante at the end of the neat meet. And uh, kind of a funny thing. Three of the four horses in here, they were the top four. Or three of the horses here were in the top four in the same maiden special weight here on July 22nd. Dua was the winner of that. She's a Bob Baffert trainee. I'm surprised that she's not the morning line favorite because of those connections. Where'd you go on top? Yeah, me too. This was a, a words out on the horse too. Everyone was talking about Dua uh, going into the the, the debut performance, $400,000 daughter of Arrogate, Zanin Racing. Obviously you mentioned Bob Baffert is the connection. So a lot of reasons to like her until you go watch that replay. 
because man, that was a bad maiden special weight race. You got like all of those horses went, I think it was like 13 and change for the final furlong. None of them looked like they want to win. You kind of had the Baffert rebreak that happened, but it was more that the horse that was in the lead just stopped running the final half furlong. And so that allowed Dua to be able to get the job done that day. Uh, to me, it's one of those, this is one of those races where you either take a stand against that race completely or you're using one or two from there, I'm going to take a stand against the race completely because when I watched the replay again today, I was just as unimpressed as I was during the original race when I watched it live. So I feel like those are horses that you can try and fade out of here. Uh, Because of that, I'm going to go to the four horse Vino's Angel on top here. Tim McKenna bringing this one in uh, from Pleasanton. Joe Bravo picks up the mount here. That looked like a very, very nice debut. Ended up coming home in 105. This is a $45,000 daughter of Vino Rosso, who's actually been a very good stud uh, stud so far. Like the workout, two back at Del Mar, running 47 flat for four furlongs. Uh, this one also was the only horse that didn't have the lead the entire time that I liked. Uh, so I have some idea that this horse can come from a little bit off it, which I think is going to be key because quite a few of those horses that want to get out early, I think are going to stop late. I uh, didn't use this horse, but it, I just didn't want to use anything coming from uh, the Northern California circuit. Now I get it was a uh, a stakes race for, or no, that was just a maiden race for the four of Vino's Angel uh, to be in up there when it was three to five. And it, knowing Tim McCann, he's a Golden Gate trainer. Uh, he has horses that he runs at Del Mar. And so I was like, it's weird that he decided to go there instead of Los Al, where he would be running some horses getting ready for Del Mar as well. So um, didn't like her moving down. Um, the eight Benedetta, that's the one horse that you used as well here. I took a stand against this horse and I ended up going with the three Dua as my top picks. We'll talk about ben- Benedetta in a second, but I actually thought Dua ran a pretty good race in that spot. She had to go three wide. She was on the front end the entire time. She never got a breather throughout that race. And then she still had enough to kick clear late. You had uh, the Feisty Matoli, who's now on the rail here, was in that race. And she had the lead at one point, And that's who gave it up. I don't think that she improves by breaking from the rail here, though they are. Was adding or taking the blinkers? their blinkers off for her? I don't know if that's going to necessarily help her. Um, but Dua also, the horses that were pressing with her when she was three wide, they finished to be sixth and last of eight in that race. So I thought that the fact that she was pressing less than ideal trip and those horses that st- tried to stay with her just absolutely couldn't. Uh, that's where I landed with Dua. So we saw it differently. I thought it was better than it looked on paper, or better than the numbers say it was on paper. Yeah, I, I just, I, I went back and watched the race. It just looked like a bunch of horses that were struggling to get five and a half. And I, I hear <laughs> the, the, the idea that Dua probably had the worst trip of all those horses and still went by a half length, but she was beat at the five furlong mark. And the horse that was ahead of her decided that he, that she was going to slow down as well. And to me, that that just not a horse that I'm willing to back at. What I'm going to guess is going to be closer to seven to five, somewhere in that range when they actually break from the gate. I think even your, money. <laughs> your, your original take is correct. This is going to be your favorite because of the connections. I just I can't I can't with do I can't do it with a short price off of that type of race where there's just so many question marks for me. I wouldn't be shocked if she misses the board. I, I really think that race was that bad. So we'll we'll see what happens with Dua. I did use the eight Benedetta as the other one, who I think is your speed of the speed in here. Um, I don't think Dua is going to be as – I think Benedetta is going to be the fastest horse out of the gate and probably cross over. We've seen Simon Callahan have success for Kaleem Shah before in this exact race. I remember a, a certain – two-year-old that I was very, very high on uh, that won this race for them a couple, I think it was four years ago now? Was it really four years ago? I'm going to look it up. I'm a little scared. <laughs> oh, it's I can't, I can't remember her name right now, but uh, I want to say it was like, it's not Alpha Bella. Alpha Bella won the, uh, 
won the the match race today. You don't remember this horse's name? You're, I, I mean, you've got part of it right, but I cannot believe that you're struggling with this one. It's Bella something. I can't remember the last part of it. Bella Fina won it ah, five it five years ago, five twenty eighteen, and that was the day Bella Fina was one of the horses that I cashed forty five thousand dollars off the pick for that day. Uh, that was the I think the second leg of the pick four in this Toronto. But yeah. Uh, they have done this before with these type of connections. I think they have a very good shot at repeating it. I think Benedetta should be your favorite in this spot. I would be surprised if she goes off as your favorite, but I think she should be. I'm just going four and eight and trying to get through here. Um, that eight, yeah. You put you put Victor Espinosa on him on her uh, because you lose Hernandez. Hernandez is going to take the Baffert mount as a Dan mount with a three dua. Um. There, I feel like you could have gone to somebody better than Victor Espinosa. My concern is that Victor, this horse, looks like she should be the fastest one out of the gate. I'm afraid he's going to try and teach her to rate in the middle of the race and find out too late that she doesn't want to rate. He's going to he's gonna take away her greatest strength, which is her natural early speed. He should let her go, get out to the front, try and clear these horses, and hope that they're not good enough to come get her. I'm afraid he's going to choke her, choke her, choke her, and then suddenly at the quarter bowl say, okay, go, and she's going to go, F you, man. Like, I've been trying to go this whole time. So, yeah, I mean, you could have gone to a NorCal jockey. You could have gone to Mike Smith. Yeah. You just hate Victor Espinosa with a passion. I mean, I realize that. That's fine. And, uh, uh, no one's worse than Van Dyke. That's not true. We had a horse that uh, used to have Espinosa, got rid of him, put Dr uh, Drayden Van Dyke on, and selling Tiz Magician was winning graded stakes races. Yeah, that's all because of the jockey. You're right. It definitely wasn't the distance <laughs> change or anything. <laughs> it's all Victor's fault. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I don't have much more to say. Look, the four of the eight's going to win this race. Don't waste your money on Dua. <laughs> Well, there you go. Second leg of the Del Mar Lake Pick 5 on Saturday, August 12th. Race 7, nine older fillies and mares sprinting Aren't five furlongs. too deep in that race, Magic? Yeah. Did you I not talk about my other horse? No, you didn't. Oh, thank you for catching me. Number seven, you're in trouble. See, I almost got in trouble with this one. Um, I thought that this sort of, if you watched it, it's the same race that Dua was in. And there's a point in midway through the race when... Like you see the horses drop anchor, and I went, "What the?" Like I thought this was the horse that was supposed to be finishing, so I like thought my notes were down wrong about who I was supposed to be watching. No, then she like as she started to get passed by the only horse in the from the top four that's not in this race, she suddenly was like, "Oh shit, I'm supposed to be running," and she kicked into high gear and ended up getting uh, right up there, hit the wire with Hope Road recatching her and gaining on Dua. I'm playing her because she looked so absolutely green and nuts for about 70% of that race, and then suddenly it clicked on, and Doug O'Neill, who spots his horses really well at Del Mar, doesn't save her for a main special. He goes into a stakes. I thought that was interesting. So um, I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot more talent here than she showed for a, a large percentage of that race, but I think if someone's going to upset this one, I think it's going to be Doug O'Neill with this maiden. If I took anyone out of the duo race, it'd be you're in trouble. I thought that was like, I, and for much of the reasons that you said, it looked like this horse was absolutely cooked. And then you saw the re-rally. A lot of signs, just a green horse that needs, that has a chance to improve big time second effort. To me, you're in trouble is one of those horses that could take a step forward. So if I took anyone, it would be you're in trouble. Michael Olson, sure, you're on. I'll take a bottle of Casamigos, whoever finishes higher, uh, or whoever crosses the wire first, three versus eight in a match race. So uh, we'll take that. I'll hit you up on Twitter about it. Now, now that Mike lives in Southern California, I'm not going to let him get away with upcharging me for tequila anymore. It's $40 at the store, not what you charge me to have it uh, get sent to you. I took a picture of the cost of what Casa Amigos was in, on Sanibel Island. 
Oh, yeah, the island taxes. They got to ship it over there. My fault it's an island and there's not like cheap liquor everywhere. (laughs) Second leg of the Del Marley Pick 5, Saturday, August 12th. Race 7, 9 older fillies and mares sprinting 5 furlongs on the turf at the N2X optional. Claiming level, where'd you go on top? Thought this was a tough race. Um, when I went through this one, this is one of the ones I stared at for a little bit longer. I, I ended up with the five horse Carmen Miranda on top here. I, I like the fact that the last time out at Santa Anita, we were able to not going to say rate, but at least sit behind some speed. Broke out of the 11 on gate that day out of 12 horses in the field. I thought it did a nice job to be able to get the job done and close late on a turf course. I like the fact that we've got tactical speed. I like the fact that the jockeys that we've seen on this uh, horse have consistently been very good. Um, outside of the one Drayden Van Dyke who's just catching strays in the chat like crazy. Uh, outside of the one time Drayden Van Dyke rode this horse, it's been Raspoli, it's been Pratt, it's been Hernandez, it's been Vasquez. Vasquez back aboard today for Ville Diamato. We all know how good he is over the turf. And I like that sneaky good work two back too. I mean, you, you see 49 and three over the page. Okay, that's not phenomenal, but it's two of 17 that day. It was over the turf course, around the dog. So I, I think all systems go here for the five horse Carmen Miranda. By the way, uh, I don't know why I'm suddenly defending Drayden Van Dyke. Uh, he and Umberto Rispoli have each been on this horse once. Who had the better finish between the two of them? Drayden Van Dyke did. He lost by a half length, and uh, Umberto was third. Beaten over length. Like, clearly. Clearly, Drayden Van Dyke better than Rispoli. You heard it here. No. Uh, I didn't use the five in this spot. I, I was trying to get around kind of some short-priced horses because I ended up playing Dua, who I think is going to take a ton of money. Um, and I'm also using the Baffert in the next leg, so there's going to be a lot of you know a lot of money taken on that horse. So I went against this horse. Um, I'm kind of hoping that the layoff is a little bit of a concern, but horse has run well here going a mile, so I understand it. My top pick, and the one that we did agree on here, the number eight, running with the boys, five to two. Cuts back to sprinting last time out. All right, well, I see it. We give it, you know, nine furlongs on the turf a try for De- um for Jeff Mullins in this spot. Like, all right, it didn't work out, but we also ran into a superstar named Oakhurst. So, of course, sprint to route didn't work against her. Uh, back to turf sprinting, she's four for five with a, a really nice effort when she got second down the hill at Santa Anita. Um, still was a length ahead of Carmen Miranda in that spot. And all of those races with Barrios in the saddle, he stays here. So, I, I really love this horse in this spot. You scratch out that nine furlong try, she fits so well here. Yeah, and anytime that you see a race where you know you look at the the when you're looking at DRF or whatever whatever you're using to handicap, and you see a horse was ahead by five lengths at the half mile point, not a good sign. That usually ends poorly, and it did uh, in this case for running with the boys. Cutting back in distance should make a big difference here for the eight. Really logical horse. I'm not going to go into that one too much more. Uh, other horse I used here was the one secrets told on the rail. Uh, this is I think the speed of the speed, and that's why I ended up using this horse because. We talked about a couple others in here that we believe are going to be coming from just off the pace. I think that this is the horse that's going to be in the lead. Five furlongs over this Delmar turf, not a bad place to be forwardly placed. Uh, I think Secrets Told guns it from the rail, gets the lead. Got a bug jockey. You're saving seven pounds. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go four, three deep here. I'm going to go one, five, eight, and hope that Secrets Told can gate gate the wire. I almost used the one here. This is a real interesting situation with the jockey. Um, I think only Aaron among the three of us might have known who Tori Alba was before we saw these PPs. Uh, This is a bug who literally started riding in the U.S. for the first time in April 24th at Thistledown. Since then, he's won 14%, finished in the money in half of his starts at Thistledown. 
And somebody off of that forum at Thistledown said, you know what, I'm going to have this kid move all the way out to California and try his hand at the most competitive meet in the entire state at Del Mar. So yeah, let's try that out with him. He hasn't ridden at Del Mar. I think it'll be today, either today or tomorrow is his first mount, and it's real interesting. So I'm not saying it's bad or, or good. It's just so it was, I had to look up who he was and kind of fell down a rabbit hole with that. I love you. I, I love the fact that you said the most competitive meet in California. <laughs> like that's really not that much. What Santa Anita, Losal, Golden Gate, Del Mar. That's the, like... Del Mar summer versus like the Santa Anita fall versus <laughs> Santa Anita. Santa Anita summer is only competitive if you're one of five horses. So I was hoping you were going to say it's the best jockey county in the U.S. just so I could roast you. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. No, <laughs> no, uh, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, another reason I didn't use this horse, though, uh, 22 starts. She's won twice and she's got seven runner ups. Like, I'm afraid that she's just like she, she doesn't have the ability to get that win anymore. Maybe the bug jockey makes a difference for her. undefeated with a bug riding, though. <laughs> anyway i'm gonna use the number four stressed as well for my second pick here uh drops back in class after struggling against stakes horses last time out at lone star but uh began the year winning two straight six furlong sprints at santa anita versus uh starter allowance and then n1x allowance company now she's at the n2x both times you had juan hernandez in the saddle and juan rides back here uh for peter urton the two of them 65 percent in the uh, last year when they were uh, together 65 percent winners over 17 mounts that is it's good. 12 for 17. Is that what it is? No, that's too high. You're the math guy. Why do I even bother? What is it, 65? What, what? 11. I was close, actually. 11, 11 of 17 bounced together that uh, they've won. So pretty compelling for me. Why did you not use the four? I don't think the four gets the lead. And if the four doesn't get the lead, the four is stressed. <laughs> I, 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 if the four, the four doesn't like to pass horses, that's a problem for the four. And then... If you're looking for a horse that doesn't like the pass horse to win, it means they have to be the fastest horse in the race. I don't think that the one is going to give up the lead or the rail in this case. And I think that's going to cost stress the race. Um, I, I was trying to find a price horse and couldn't really. I, I found myself making too much of a case for a lot of horses. The two and the nine, this feels like they're uh, the owner breeders are like, you know what? We're going to give this one last try. And if this doesn't work, then we're going to retire them. So uh. what did you think of the three? I know a couple of people in the chat mentioned Hottitude. Hottitz, that was the one I kept trying to make the case for. You, you know, you lose Hernandez, but you get Reese Bully aboard. Um, she looked good last out in that Calbred allowance race. Uh, I don't know. I th I feel like you could make a case for her just like you could make for, for Secrets Told from that race two back that was kind of uh, just a, a merry-go-round for everybody. But she just – I don't. I think this is too much for her against Open Company. The Open Company was my issue. Uh, she just has not been good against Open Company. All her success has against, been against state bred horses, at least recently. So for me, the, and also, like, I would have expected a little more improvement from Hottitude last time out. It was third off a long layoff, uh, third out for Kristen Mulholland, who's usually, Mulholland usually gets them better as they go. But you, you kind of had three straight flat efforts. And yes, the horse won last time, but it wasn't a drastic improvement over the previous two starts. I was expecting a jump forward from Hottitude. We didn't get that. I'm not going to expect it in the four start off the bench now. And the I kind of like the seven Benedict Canyon, but I couldn't get over how poorly she ran against Hottitude last in that race as she was a well-beaten fifth in that spot. So uh, not for me. However, this will be an interesting race to talk about. The third leg of the Del Mar Late Pick 5, Saturday, August 12th, race 8. We've got uh, eight two-year-old Colts all sprinting five and a half furlongs on the dirt. Maidens, so you know Bob Baffert's going to have a presence, and he has two. The eight, Pastor T, he's your eight to five morning line favorite. And the six-point doom is the five to two second choice, but you only used one of those. Mike, which one? 
I only went to the outside with Pastor T here. Uh, I'm going to follow Juan Hernandez. Where he goes, my money is going to go. And in this case, he's on Pastor T, the outside horse. Uh, also homebred for uh, for Windstar and Sienna Farms. The workouts have been solid, very Baffert-esque workouts throughout the entire process. The horse looks fit and ready to go. Uh, workout reports that this horse has been crushing it. So I, I'm going to go with the eight horse here, but I'm going to take a couple shots in this spot because I do like a couple prices. And if you want this thing to pay, this is one of the horses or one of the legs you need to get a price in to be able to, to make it happen. See, now you just use the two Bafferts in here. I agree with you about Pastor T. His work's looking very solid. But I also looked at Point Doom uh, quite a bit. And, and the damn Maya Malibu, she was a horse that won her debut at age two. Uh, and it was actually August 5th, so almost uh, you know several years to the day when he'll be making his debut. But then she, out of there, she was a second in the grade one spinaway. She was third in the grade one for Zets. So she was a very precocious, strong two-year-old. And she's the first full out of that dam, as far as Pastor T, the dam needed three starts and to break her maiden at age three. She had he had uh, one older sibling that I think needed two starts to get the the win done. That was at age two. So you've got the Baffert factor going there, but it's actually why the the breeding is why I put Point Doom just a, a touch over. I mean Vasquez and Baffert they still do well together, right? They've won twenty four percent of their mounts together in the last year. So I feel like if He's got two horses in there. I think they both have a chance. Hernandez gets one, of course, but I think Vasquez is the guy who gets second call. Yeah, to me, that's that's where like Hernandez gets the first call for Baffert. That kind of tips the hand here. And I, you're right, the like Vasquez 24% over the last year. Hernandez 35% with Baffert over 179 mounts versus just 37 for Vasquez. So, uh, to me, if you're looking for big time horses, they're going to generally be with Hernandez. The two horses that I want to take a price on here, a uh, couple different reasons. The first one, the number seven in surprise. Ryan Hansen sends this one out for Hector Berrios. Ryan Hansen 13%. The workouts, again, for this horse, very, very good. It's a Mendelssohn, uh, Mendelssohn Colt that Mendelssohn stands for 25000 Horse sold for one sixty. mendelssohn has been solid as a sire early in his career, around 13% with first-time starters when they are two-year-olds. This is just one of the ones that looks like a runner for a barn that when they have a runner, they can get it ready to go. I mean, Hanson's not a household name by any means. But first-time stars are a solid angle there. Two for nine here uh, so far on the last year with with Barrios. Uh, and th one for three so far at Delmar. So you aren't seeing a ton of Barrios hansen combos. But when they are, they're running. So I like that as a sign. And then I'm going to go to the five horse for an absolute bomb here. 20 to one on the morning line. Uh, Mr. Fabricator. Exaggerator stands for 5,000. This horse sold for 155,000. And then has backed it up with the workout. Steve Knapp, again, not a household name. 10% trainer at Delmar, 14 for the year. 19% with first-time starters with a $2.53 ROI. He and Peralta, they team up together 17% with a $2.47 ROI at Del Mar. They're 10% but have a $3.40 ROI, meaning that they are getting prices home together. This horse looks like a runner when you go back and you watch the workouts, when you see everything. So I'm going to take a little bit of a shot at a 20 to 1 shot, the longest price on the board here. Try and get through this one with five, seven, eight. I'll take the most logical and then two prices I like. Uh, as far as the five goes, I wonder what the stat would be for Steve Knapp if you could uh, separate his two-year-old Calbreds and his two-year-old maiden open maiden special weight horses because he does have a lot of success. I feel like a lot of that comes with two-year-olds, especially by this point, it's kind of happened. But it, it, regardless of how of where they're bred, he right, he does have those strong first-time starter numbers. Overall, uh, in suspense is an interesting one because also the the trainer co-owns the horse, so you've got you know that angle going for you as well. Um, I think the seven wins probably second time out. It's just something about 
against this spot with these two Bafferts. I think this horse is good. I just don't think he's going to be good enough to beat the Bafferts. But the workout reports, I mean, 47 flat from the gate. Like, that's that's quarter horsing to get yourself out there like that. Yeah, and this is, again, one of those spots where I'm going to try and take shots because if you beat the two Bafferts here, this thing pays. So to me, that's a that's a reason why you want to take swings here. If you do believe someone's got a shot, Kevin O mentions Max and Mischief, twenty eight percent with first time starters. He has one on the rail that I was interested in, just couldn't pull the trigger. You've seen some of these horses sell for a lot of money. Max and Mischief standing for seventy five hundred dollars. We've seen horses sell here for. I mean, this one's eighty thousand. There's been a couple hundred and fifties, a couple two hundreds. Uh, so definitely a sire you want to keep your eyes on. Michael McCarthy can get a horse ready first time out, five to one on the rail there. I just I couldn't get there because of a couple of the prices and I hate playing two year olds on the rail for the first time starters. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, Maxim is just one of those sires you got to keep an eye out for, especially when they go for a big tag. Uh, moving on here, the penultimate leg of the late pick five at Del Mar on Saturday, August 12th, race nine, the grade two yellow ribbon handicap seven older fillies and mares routing a mile on the 16th coming out of that turf shoot and going two turns. Where'd you go on top, buddy? This was an interesting race, too. I only went too deep here. Uh, Give me the five lucky girl on top. Joe Bravo picking up the mount or returning to uh, ride her for Phil D'Amato. This is one of those just absolute replay races for me. If you go back and watch uh, the Ocenitas last time out at Del Mar, this horse had absolutely no room down the stretch and was still trying to close. Uh, Went from 11th to 6th and kind of got cut off and got stopped. That was first time out for Phil D'Amato. Now you're getting second out, uh, second off the bench here. Jumping up the horse in class after that effort, too, I think is a a pretty telltale sign that they think Lucky Girl is a runner here. Uh, Getting five to one, which I like as well. So I'm going to put Lucky Girl on top here, second out for the D'Amato barn. I did not use this horse, but you're right. That um, second off the angle in in that race in the Austinitas was pretty rough for here. Um, I wasn't sure what kind of a, a, a trip she would get because sometimes she runs up on the lead and sometimes she runs from 16 lengths back, tries to run from 16 lengths back. Um, where do you picture her being in this? I'm not, I'm not, it's not testing you. I'm really curious where you think she rides. I think they're going to try and have her sit off it. I mean, like just the last race was the, the pace was hot, right? They went 22 and 1, 46 and 1, the fastest pace that she's ever been a part of. That's probably why she was so far back at that point. But she was also breaking out of the 14 post that day, which hinders your ability to be on the lead, especially at Del Mar. Um, I would expect she is sitting three to four lengths off it. To me, there was a tactical switch as well as a barn switch. It feels like they're trying to bring her back to the races that you saw where she like won the Lady Shamrock. She did that by stalking the pace, right? She won the next time out, the China Doll, did that by stalking the pace, right? I think that's the goal for her. I think that she got a little too hyped up in the last uh, in the, the races where she was in the front, the Autumn Miss and the San Clemente. So I think this is a, a tactical switch here going to the model Barn, and they're going to try and have her come from off the pace. Interesting uh, resume too. She broke her maiden in the stakes to start a three-year-old career in 2000 or three-year-old season in the Lady of Shamrock in 2022, and she followed that up with another stakes win in the China Doll, going a mile. And then she hasn't even hit the board since then. But again, like some very odd running lines, and, and especially the trip trouble last out. So if you're backing her, especially at five to one, you gotta be hoping that's what you get. Um, I went three deep here. My top pick, just to her outside, is a six Ganadora at six to one. And I think if this horse ends up taking to the turf. She could go gate to wire in this spot. I think she's going to end up being possibly the early leader. Excuse me. You've got Hernandez riding for Baffert. No surprise there. Uh, But she's trying turf. I know it's not something that you love, Baffert, first-time turf. But she has worked on the turf. She did five furlongs uh, around the dogs. 
back on August 3rd, and that was enough time uh, in the past for Baffert to make the decision, yeah, we're going to put her into a grade two stakes for her turf debut. And then you had a little two furlong sharpener back on August 8th, so two days ago, Tuesday, uh, when we're recording this. So I think that if she takes to the turf, she's very sneaky here to go gate to wire, but it's Baffert going over to the turf. I know that's something you really don't like to play. Yeah, this is my third off the ticket, uh, or the last horse off the ticket, third pick okay. in the race. I, I was close to using Gandora here, just simply okay. because of the speed angle. Um, Del Mar, two turns, not really a course that you want to be in the lead. It's generally an off-the-pace type turf course uh, when you go into two turns at least. So I, that to me, but like when you look through this race, and you look at the profile of this and how it sets up, if I do believe Lucky Girl is not going to press the pace, Ganadar could be loose, and that that to me is if you're if you're looking to play a Baffert on the turf, it's you want a one that's loose on the lead, right? Not not one that's coming from off it. So, I, I don't hate Ganadar here. He is like Baffert is five percent first time turf. He's one for twenty two with a thirteen cent ROI. That means you're losing a dollar and eighty seven cents for every two dollars you bet on Baffert the first time he sends a turf to the turf. That's not good. That's not what we're looking no. for. <laughs> Um, but again, lone speed can trump any stat, and that is what Ganadara is here. So I don't, I don't hate the use. I went to the rail uh, with the other horse I'm going to use. I'm going to use closing remarks here. Uh, Bravo going to the five was kind of the last domino for me to put the five over the one. He's ridden closing mm -hmm. remarks. It's like the last 12 races, something like that. Uh, Raspoli picks up the mount. Don't mind that for Carla Gaines. First off the layoff, one for three at Del Mar. It also has a second at Del Mar. I, the horse is going to be coming from off it, um, but should get a very good trip sitting on the rail. A little concerned about the distance. Um, never gone a mile and 16th. It's kind of interesting. A lot of mile and eights, a lot of miles, not a lot of mile and 16th. Uh, but I do think closing remarks kind of covers up school dance was the other horse I was interested in here. So I just went one five. If you want to get my ticket a little more expensive, I would go one five six. Uh, second up for me, closing remarks and, and, you know, a very nice second in the Del Mar Oaks, a grade one race going a mile and an eighth. Like you mentioned, she hasn't done mile and a 16th, but um you kind of blame that on santa Anita. they either do mile or mile in the eighth. they don't do too many on the 16th races there uh close your mark wins the grade two royal heroin three races back and uh you know tried the the grade one gamely but there were some you know strong horses in that one macadamia beat her the last two starts we don't have macadamia here so We'll use closing remarks. Third for me, the number three, Spirit and Glory coming in from the East Coast. A one stakes race at Monmouth Park. Two back to Miss Liberty going to mile on the 16th. Uh, last time out, tried to come from off the pace in the Eaton Town, and just the, there was no pace scenario for her to try and get up there. And I like the Falcone, who's had success in California before. He sends his horse out to the West to try the grade two yellow ribbon. And look who we're getting. We're getting Hector Barrios. You're getting a fantastic jockey uh, to ride her. So I think that she's got talent against this group. There's no, you know, super grade one uh, stars in this field right now. Uh, I think this is a great, uh, great place to take a shot at Del Mar with spirit and glory. Yeah. It feels like a cut below. Um, and I do think the West coast turf courses have gotten better, specifically the Phillies than what we've seen in the past. So I'm not just like, auto chucking west to east and auto using east <laughs> to west like we used to um so it, it just kind of feels like a tough spot here i really was i don't know man like, like i kind of think that the last race was more of who she is than the miss liberty um and so we'll, we'll see what she's able to do she the pace is going to be interesting here as well because i don't know where she should sits close to the pace like if if let's say ganadara goes 23 47 I mean, Spirit and Glory, based off what she's been running, is going to be 10 to 12 lengths back. And that's going to be very, very hard to make up against this group first time on the West Coast. Um, people are asking about Turner Loose, first time here for Phil D'Amato. was in the Brad Cox barn before. D'Amato very good in this spot, about 20% with first-time trainer, 20% off this kind of layoff. 
uh, obviously knows what he's doing. Faisu having a very good Del Mar meet so far. Did you consider the two turner loose at all? I did. There wasn't enough for me to point at her past turf efforts and really say like, yes, this exactly is going to do the job. But, you know, Phil D'Amato is going to know what the, does the job better here. Just to me, I think she was better earlier in her career when she was two and three and, and you know, superb then. And I think she's kind of trailed off now. Be interesting to see if they decide that this is a pace presence horse. Because to me, this is like when you go back and you look at the turf races back when she was two, she was always mm-hmm. forwardly placed. And then when she got over to the dirt, she wasn't as forwardly placed. I'm interested to see if they they turn the two loose here and let her just gun it from the <laughs> gate. Yeah, I was back and forth between the three and the five. I mean, I did like your five pick there. That Also, part of the worry was like if Phil D'Amato's got two... I mean, I go with the Irish bread and with Joe Bravo horse, but you know, the, there was a little bit of concern there. Phil DeMaio's got three. He's got three in here. There you go. Two, four, and the five. Oh yeah, we forgot about school dance, the three to one, uh, three to one second choice here by closing remarks. Did you want to talk about her real quick? That we didn't use her. Uh, I, I just couldn't figure out what a winning trip would be for her. Yeah, I mean, to me, closing remarks covers her. Right. I mean, they faced off three times. Right. She's beaten her three times. So I'm not going to like I'm not going to use what I consider a wasted bullet here on school dance. when I think closing remarks covers school dance. All right. Let's we want to make sure we save plenty of time here in the show. So I got 20 minutes left. We're going to need it. Fifth and final leg of the Del Mar late pick five Saturday, August 12th. Race 10. We've got 12 males, three and up. Plus three also eligible sprinting five and a half furlongs on the dirt in for $16,000 tags unless you're Harbor Thunder and then you take an additional two uh, just for the weight break, I guess. 111 pounds. I mean, put it like a bag of feathers on there. It'd be easier. <laughs> Where'd you go on top? I went with the 11 Cathedral Light on top here. Jerry Hollendorfer uh, won last, or ran well last time at Los Alamitos. That was a $50,000 allowance. We're dropping all the way down here to 16000 My biggest concern, and this is pretty freaking obvious here, uh, all the best races are at Los Al, right? Broke the Maiden at Los Al and a Maiden 19500. Uh, that, that last race at Los Al, obviously the best race probably on the page of this horse's run. Now we're dropping down. We're heading down to Del Mar. Run once here before. Actually, not a terrible race when you go back and you look at it as a two-year-old. It was the debut. Horse didn't break that well. Um, and then ended up kind of running in place, passing the tired horses really with Cedillo. That was the $50,000 state bread. I feel like the $16,000 price tag is right. I, it just kind of feels like we found the right spot. This is a, a horse that should have some tactical speed, but still be able to close. You're not going to be way out of it, which is wildly important going five and a half at Del Mar. So I think the 11 gets a pretty good trip here and gets the job done at six to one. And Jerry Hollendorf for the trainers, also the owner putting in the properly spotting the horse. I, there's, there's few things you can say good and, and many things you say bad about a lot of the horses in here. I didn't use the 11. I'll just say that and move on. Top pick for me was the number six Warrior Road at six to one for Ryan Hansen. Uh, getting Abdul Al Segura bug jockey in the saddle there and, and the horse uh, already has a win going six furlongs at Del Mar. I'm sure it was last time out when it's first time facing winners, but you're not really a winner if you're in this non-winners of two lifetime spot here. So it's that's okay with me. Um, I, the, the horse was forwardly placed. I want a horse that's going to be forwardly placed going five and a half, and I think he'll be right up there in the early mix. Yeah, I mean, this was my fourth horse. I only went three deep, so not going to knock you for it. I'm going to go right to the outside for my second pick. Miss Call, the seven here, adding blinkers, staying at the same level. Alf the claim for Kristen Mulhall, 43% off the claim. She's three for seven, so it's not that impressive. But still 43% off the claim. Uh, I thought this horse ran pretty well at this level last time. It just kind of didn't 
faced what I consider a better group. Like this group, if you go back in the past performances and you look at that last 16,000 like claiming, that was a better race than this one. And you, you can tell just by simply looking at the odds here. The horse was 17 to 1 in that spot, 7 to 2 today. And there wasn't really anything that was all that different except for the claim and adding the blinkers. Uh, tried blinkers once before, ran at a mile and a 16th. And I thought ran pretty well in that spot. Was also claimed out of that spot off of Jonathan Wong's stable that day. Um, or Wong's stable, I guess not necessarily Jonathan Wong's stable. Um, <laughs> yeah. assumed that one would be the other. Anyway, uh, ran well that day, was forwardly placed, faded going a mile and 16th. This horse doesn't want a mile and 16th. That was the problem, not anything else. I think the blinkers help Miss Call be more forwardly placed today. I think this is, uh, I, I think Miss Call found his friends. We'll put it that way. Yeah. I, I, my second choice for all the reasons that you mentioned there. This, it makes sense. And, and then the Mulhall angle was a good one, but you already covered that. Um, I did like that she put one work into the horse uh, going four furlongs over the local course before deciding, you know, where to put the horse. So she thinks this is the best spot for him to go. So that's where he ends up. Uh, next up for me, a uh, uh, pretty good band name. Uh, <laughs> Michael Olsen says his trainer, Lubrado Baraccio, trains the number 12 James Gang at four to one. Uh, Ramon Vasquez hopping in the saddle. 38% winners for Baraccio. This is a former Asmussen horse that uh, just wasn't cutting it against straight maidens and, and straight allowance company at Lone Star in Remington. So he ships to Del Mar. The old Lone Star to Remington to Del Mar, 16K claimer level angle. Mike, you hear about it every week, I feel like. We talk about it on Mondays in the recap show. So, uh, no, this horse will be forwardly placed. You got a good, really good jockey in Vasquez and a really good jockey trainer combination. So, that's why the horse is on the ticket for me. Yeah, me too. 28% first time with the trainer, 369 ROI. Um, uh-huh. Again, kind of found his friends. I mean, the, the, to me, that's we, we found the right level here. I don't love that we couldn't get the job done down at Lone Star, but at the same time, uh, this is not exactly world beaters that we're facing here at Los Alamitos. So I ended up going 7, 11, 12 to close out the ticket. Uh, do you know any songs by the James Gang? Could you name any? I just assumed it was uh, LeBron James because he calls he and his kids the James Gang. Oh, rats. I was hoping it was because, never mind. Joe Walsh for the Eagles was in it back in the 60s. Anyways, uh, yeah. I was hoping we could have some talk about that. Fine, we'll keep talking about horse racing. Uh, two more for me real quick. Number three, Rocka Rocka Cruise. I love the name, first of all, but another horse that I think is going to be forward the place. He's only ever tried dirt once and actually debuted as a two-year-old last year at Saratoga. Um Straight maidens there clearly wasn't the right spot. Finished last of six, beating 43 and a quarter angle, and then been in for claiming tags or start allowance at a company ever since. But at some point, someone was either drunk and hit the wrong box, checked the wrong box on the uh, entry form, or they thought this horse had some potential. The front running angle, we'll see. We haven't tried dirt since then, and it's been uh, almost a year to the date. So, Rock Rocker Cruise at eight to one, also getting a, a, a little bit of a weight break, being a three year old. And then I will also end up this with the five Aurelian Man. See what we can do out here. Uh, this horse used to be with Doug O'Neill, got claimed for 50K, didn't see it for a long time, and very clearly 636 day layoff, almost two years. <laughs> but they kept the horse training. Why did the horse keep in training? I don't I don't think it's because they're evil people. I, the, the horse came, comes back after almost two years. Looks a little bit rusty, but I think will be uh, better second off. And Umberto Rispoli is riding. And I went, why? If you're Rispoli... And you've seen, you've been on this horse on the turf, and they're like, we're going to put it on dirt. Okay. We'll give it a shot. Reese Billy aboard uh, two back when the horse broke the maiden on the turf at Santa Anita. Give me a real again, man, in, in Beto. See what happens.
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate it. Oh, this is one of those races where I'm not going to tell you to, to not play anybody, right? It's like just just kind of go with what you like. And, and if you get the price, great. You got the price. If not, don't worry about it. And this is one of those that I don't hate the idea of trying to take a shot with this horse at this level at 15 to 1. I really, I was just trying to figure out who do I think is going to be in the front? <laughs> Who's got a chance to be in like front or or coming from off the front? And, you know, everybody's going to stumble bunny out of this spot. Um, yeah, I just couldn't handle that. Yeah, I, I this one is wide open. Again, I'm not going to knock anyone for how they want to play this one. That's going to do it for this episode of the Magic Mike Show. Thanks for joining Mike and I to talk about this is Del Mar's Saturday Late Pick 5 on August 12th. Uh, we got our tickets down below if you're watching, and uh, if you're listening, we'll read them out for you one last time. I'll start. I'm going 3-7 with 4-8 with 6-8 with 1-3-6 with 3-5-6-7-12. That's $60, Mr. Samich. I'm gonna play a little cheaper ticket there. I'm gonna go 54 bucks. Give me the four eight with the one five eight with the five seven eight with the one five with seven eleven twelve. Fifty four dollars for fifty cents. Uh, over at racingdudes.com, we mentioned it. We have the Colonial Downs, uh, Arlington Million, whatever you want to call it, the Beverly D Stakes. We have previews for that uh, available. You can go check those out right now. Uh, we also have the, uh, the Four Star Dave. Your boy Costa Creed is coming back. Can he win it? Uh, for the second straight year. That's a Breeders' Cup winning year for the mile. Did you put Costa Creed on top since we're not covering it? I haven't made the picks yet. Ooh. If they so want to get the picks, good. how can they get them from you, Mike? Check out the premium picks at racedudes.com. I, I will probably put Costa Creed on top, but I've only gone through Del Mar on Saturday. One of the problems right now is like I'm only handicapping the dirt races at Saratoga because I have no idea when we're actually going to be back on the turf. So I'm not paying as much attention to the turf races as I am the dirt races right now. Well, that's why we didn't ask you to cover the turf race at uh, at Sar- we asked you to cover the dirt race at Saratoga. That's kind of nice how that worked out. <laughs> My guy. There you go. We'll also have preview for the uh, the best pal stakes. The Sarette. Let's see this. Sarette. Let's see this. You just you just got muted. You pulled your cord out. It's really cool though. Pulled out too early. Hate when that yeah. happens. Now you sound like you're you're in like a dome. Yeah, that's all right. Technology. We better know. Yeah, you're good. All right, just in time to get out of here. Thanks so much for joining us. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Curtis Kellowart. He is at some Obama 18, number one, number eight. Corporate overlords at race underscore dudes. Uh, according to Aaron, they are supposedly doing a podcast at some point today. So tune back in for Blinkers Off later. He and Jared will be covering everything from uh, Saratoga Colonial Downs. So you can get your picks for that one over there. And uh, make sure you tune in to youtube.com slash racing dudes every Thursday through Sunday for dudes who bet daily. Uh, sorry about the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, right pick, wrong result. Yeah, a lot of men left on base there. Aaron's horse is home. I've got my seven in the seventh left for the best bets for the day at Delmar. Boom, there you go. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. Good luck this week. The Magic Mike Show. Where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com.